You know, we want to encourage people that God has roles for all of us. Some of them don't seem real important to us, but they really are in God's plan. And to, you know, use the talents and abilities God has given you. And if we all do that, we're going to have a better world. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's wonderful, never-stopping, never-giving-up, unbreaking, always-and-forever love. Welcome to the show. One of the things I love about the Bible is that it's filled with people who don't want the job God gives to them. They don't feel qualified. They're not strong enough or eloquent enough or important enough. But they are the ones God chooses. For instance, Moses had a stutter. So guess who God chose to be his spokesman? Yes, Moses. Whatever we think we aren't, even if we have terrible doubts, God is well able to handle even our doubts. One of my favorite authors who died recently, Frederick Beekner, said this, quote, If there were no room for doubt, there would be no room for me. End quote. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is the story of Gideon. Let me read you his story from my book, Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. It's called Mighty Man of Valor. The angel said, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Judges 6, verse 12. Wait, who is this fearsome warrior the angel is talking to? Do you see that puny weakling hiding over there in the wine press? He's the man for the job, God said. Gideon, the smallest son of the smallest family of the smallest tribe of Israel. Why on earth would God choose him? And call him mighty when he was nothing of the sort. But God called Gideon by his true name and Gideon became what God knew he was all along, mighty. Because God sees not just who you are, but who he's going to make you. Our guests today know the feeling of not being qualified for the job that God gave them. Today, Tony and Lauren Dungey share with us how they discovered that no matter how unqualified or insignificant you may feel, God has a purpose for us all. We all have influence, grown-ups, children, all of us, wherever we are, in the place where God has put us. As someone once said, God pays for what he orders. So if he gives you the job, he'll give you all you need to do it. NFL broadcaster Tony Dungy is the first African-American Super Bowl champion coach. He and his wife Lauren are the authors of the New York Times bestseller, Uncommon Marriage. Together, they've written 10 children's books as well. They're parents to 11 children, and I can't wait for you to hear their message of hope today and the reminder that it takes all of us to create a winning team. So without further ado, Please welcome my friends, and now yours, Tony and Lauren Dungy.
I'm Lauren Dungy. I'm a mother, a wife. Tony and I have been married for 40 years. I'm a former educator. I taught in the public schools for a number of years and currently do a lot of volunteering of Christian organizations involved in church Bible studies and involved in activities and events in the community as well. And we are also foster parents. Currently, we have three boys in our care, and um, they've been with us since October. And I'm Tony Dungy, as Lauren said, uh, her husband of 40 years, uh, a former NFL player and NFL coach and currently a broadcaster for NBC's Football Night in America. We all have an influence in this world. We all have people that we uh, help and we may not think we do, but we do. So how can we use our position, use the places that God has put us to to point people to Christ and encourage people? Uh, We share our stories about how we've done it, uh, not just in the glamorous places of, of football and the National Football League, but just right here in our home. When Tony was the head coach uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I was put into a role where I had to take on the head coach's wife's position, and that was requiring me to minister to the players' wives and girlfriends, start a lot of programs, initiate Bible studies and uh, get them involved in the community as well. And, you know, I was a little reluctant because I thought it was a a big task to fill and wasn't quite sure how, what it looked like being a head coach's wife. And I knew that if I gave, you know, my best and answer to this calling, that um, he would be honored. And as a result of that, Many girlfriends and wives got involved in Bible study and I led several of them to Christ. And um, it was really a rewarding experience. And along those same lines, when we went to Tampa, it was new for me being the head coach as well, but I felt pretty comfortable in that role. I had trained my whole life to be a coach and uh, had been around some good head coaches. But shortly after we got there, I had the opportunity, the church that we were going to, the pastor had a, a ministry and outreach to inmates. And he invited Lauren and I both to go with him and uh, do some prison ministry. And I remember feeling like, what are these guys going to look like? What am I going to say to them? I've never done this before. I don't know if I'm going to be the person for this. And it was a little intimidating for me, you know, speaking to a hundred football players was no big thing, but this was something I hadn't done. But it ended up being one of the most rewarding things that, that I've ever done. And Lauren and I still try to do it when we can. Uh, it just was a great outreach. And, and I think God helped direct us and let us know that if he's in it, you know, he'll give us the, the things we need to, to do it well. Well, I think God gives everybody um, opportunities to use their platform, big or small, to influence others. It can be in your neighborhood, in your home, with your children. It can be in the community. But we all have gifts and talents. And what good would it be to keep those gifts to ourselves and not use them with other people, not share with others? And even in our own home with our children, 
we've shown them how they have a platform. They're six, seven, eight years of age, but they have influence. We often take our kids to the neighborhood park, playground, and they see opportunities to serve. There are homeless people uh, lingering around and they offer water to them and maybe a word of encouragement. I've seen my son ask if he can pray for them. So there are opportunities on all different levels and we're called to do that. And it involves sacrifice and it involves stepping out of your comfort zone. But if you're willing, God will make it able for you to do that. It's believing that you're in God's will and that God has a plan and a purpose and a reason for doing that. Because he ordains or orders our steps, we know that he's there for us and he will help us and show us the way to deal with it. As foster parents and as adoptive parents, when we initially got the call and um, were presented with a child to parent, it was a little intimidating. We were concerned, were we going to be able to bond with that child? Were we taking on more than what we could handle? But we just had to pray about that, that we'd have a, a, we would be able to establish a strong parental bond. And we knew that our goal or our calling was to provide a loving and a safe home for the child. And we were able to do that. You always have a fear of the unknown, something you haven't done before or haven't done in a while. How am I going to be with it? But I think the key is just knowing that it is God's will. And if it is, we have to have the faith that he will be there and help direct us through that. And that's what's gotten me through times when uh, I wasn't quite sure. Um, the, the foster parenting uh, early on was something we felt convinced that we were supposed to do. And uh, it went really well as my career got going. We went further along and now we're in Florida and I'm in my 50s and early 60s. Then you wonder, what am I still going to have the energy? Am I still going to be able to do it? But, you know, God is the one that provides. And that's what you have to fall back on when you have those moments of doubt. If God's in it, he will he will help us. We are reading a passage from God's messenger, Jonah and the big fish. God had a job for Jonah, but Jonah didn't want it. Go to Nineveh, God said and tell your worst enemies that I love them. No, said Jonah, these are bad people doing bad things. Exactly, said God, they have run far away from me, but I can't stop loving them. I will give them a new start. I will forgive them. No, said Jonah, they don't deserve it. I'll run away, Jonah said to himself, far away so far away that God won't be able to find me. Then I won't have to do what God says. It's a good plan, he said, because as far as he knew it, it was a good plan. But of course, it wasn't a good plan at all. It was a silly plan because you can run away from God, but he will always come and find you. Well, Jonah in the story was called to a position of influence, and he knew that it was God's voice speaking to him because God had a plan, but Jonah didn't listen. And as we see, there were consequences. So we should always follow God, be obedient to what he's called us to do because God does have a perfect plan and a purpose. He had one for Jonah. He has one for us as well. 
And uh, I think it speaks to me in that we have to be willing to take any role that God wants to give us. Uh, we're on the team and everyone wants to be the quarterback or everyone wants to be the wide receiver who's going to catch the winning touchdown pass. But there's more to being on the team than that. And you need more things to function. And sometimes the jobs aren't necessarily fun or they aren't what we would uh, like them to be. But if we want the team to do well, we, we've got to be ready to do it. And Jonah didn't want to do the job that God gave him, but it was an important job. And, and so he learned a, a lesson that, gosh, if I'm going to be, if we're going to have a great team, I've got to do the job that God asked me to do. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.